Okay, Parshas Tetzaveh and Purim, Tav Shin Pei, and the uh, first half of the year will be about, uh, again, the Parsha, Parsha Zachar this week, and uh, then we'll have a couple of thoughts related to uh, Purim and Yonadioma. I will try, not sure, but uh, we'll try to have a shear next week. That will be Motsa'e Shushan Purim. Motsa'e Shushan Purim, Be'ezer Shem Alav on Kisisa. That's the plan, to have a regular shear on Motsa'e Shushan Purim. Uh, okay, so Mishinichles Adar Marbin Besimcha. This Vasema says Mishinichles Adar. When Adar goes into us, Marbin Besimcha. When we inculcate the messages of Adar, Mishinichles Adar. When Adar is Nichnas, we do Marbin Besimcha. So then it's our job to figure out what are the messages of Adar. And if we could figure that out, then we could be Marbe Besimcha. So Tetzaveh is generally uh, one of the parashiyos that falls out in Adar. So uh, any of the thoughts that we'll have tonight, uh, we should try to uh, relate to our lives and uh, see how we can uh, be shaped by it. But of course, we start off with uh, a thought that we've uh, built on in past years, and that's the first word, Viata. Viata referred to, referring to Moshe Rabbeinu. Viata Tetzaveh, B'nai Yisrael, you, Moshe, command B'nai Yisrael, and Shemen Zayizah, Ma'or, but we know the Balaturim, that Viata, this is the reference to Moshe Rabbeinu, but Moshe Rabbeinu's name is not mentioned in the entire Parsha. And this is the only, this is the only Parsha in Sefer Shmos Vayikra and Bamidbar that does not have Moshe Rabbeinu's name. Tvarim, Moshe's talking, so it's not going to have his name. But he's talking all of his, all of the uh, Sefer, except uh, towards the end of the Sefer, that his name is, is mentioned. But Shmos and Vayikra and Bamidbar always has Moshe except for this one and the Balaturim says how is how is that Kate said quoted in source number 1 there's never been a Tzivui so far in Moshe's history that his name was not mentioned by Farish. So the Baal Turim says, it's a kiyam of what Moshe himself said. Lo hizkir Moshe bezeh seder, masha'en kein bakal hachumish, that what wasn't uh, said, uh, his name is not mentioned. Shemisha shenolan Moshe, ein seder shalohuskarba, chuspi mishta Torah, as we mentioned. Because Moshe said, mecheni no misifrecha asher kasafta. Hashem, if you can wipe out the Jews, just wipe me out too. Mecheni no misifrecha, erase me. As the Gemara says in Brachas, if a Chacham says a Klala, even if he makes it all Tanai and the Tanai is not fulfilled, you know, the power of the words of a Chacham, you know, come true, even if it's not really supposed to come true. It is Bakuyam uh, a little bit. As we have many examples of this as well, uh, in other uh, cases in, in Tanakh. But we know that's known, the power of words, the power of Moshe Rabbeinu's words. But we have to recognize the power of our words, power of our words as well, uh, in everything we say. But the Divrei Mordechai, Mordechai Leo here quotes from the Chida, just to add on, Misifrecha, Misefer Chaf. Misifrecha. Tetzave is the 20th Parsha in the Torah. If you start with Bereshis and you count them. So the remez of Mecheni no, erase me. Why is the Tzaveh the one that's chosen? It's alluded to, Mi Sefer Chaf, Mi Sefer Chaf. No trikon shall Sefer Chaf, Klomar HaParsho HaEsrim, Hecha, Mi Parshas Breshas. That's the remez of Mi Sefer Chaf. Klomar. Now explains the Divrei Mordechai, Mordechai Leo. Klomar, Moshe Rabbeinu Masar Esnav Shalom Yisrael. Achrei Shechadu Bechetega. What is the message of this Pasuk? Of Moshe Rabbeinu was ready to be Moser Nefesh. If I don't have the nation, I'm not interested in leading. It's not about me. 
It's not about I'm the head. I'm a shliach of the tzibur. I am not the rosh of the tzibur. And Moshe knew he was a shliach, and there's no tzibur, I don't want to exist. And he did not move until HaKadosh Baruch Hu was mochal them, completely. But because of what he said, in himself, because he said, and it's even based on a Zohar, which he quotes, obviously, he was very familiar with Zohar, beginning to Moshe, Hashem forgave their sin because of Moshe v'yafal pikein ismechi mi parshasa malyasa ba'oraisa pipikuda to uvta de mishkana v'yi parshvat de tzave v'avil mechtav shmei de Moshe b'kol milu mila everything should have Moshe Rabbeinu's uh, name in it and it didn't because uh, it's mekuyim. What do we learn from here? Obviously Moshe is anava, but we also recognize the power of words, the power of any word. Even if I'm talking about myself, I have to make sure to always have proper words. How many yisodos, how many principles do we have in Shas about this topic? What does that mean? Right, whatever it means, it shows the power of words. Right, the Dafyomi just learned all about dreams. It goes after the interpretation. What's said about it? Somebody says they had a bad dream. Don't say it. Right? The, the second that something is, is, is said, it's more powerful. If somebody gets a nevuah, if a navi says a nevuah latova, it has more power. The power of words makes something more concrete. So we have to recognize that power that we have with each one of our words. Remember that Rambam, we've quoted this often. I don't remember in which context, but we quote this often. The Rambam in the first parak of Pirkei Avos, where the Rambam writes in the Birsh Mishnayis, that every single word that we say in our life is recorded. As we know, but not only every word that we say, and there is a, there are five uh, bags, five sections in our on our scorecard in Shamayim, and every single word that we say is going to go into one of those five sections. So the extremes are pretty simple, right? One section is Tov Torah Mitzvos, the ultimate good, right? That's the uh, one extreme. So anytime we learn and every time we daven and every time we, we do a mitzvah, right, the mitzvah shabbat, that's, that's one extreme. On the other extreme, we have dvarma asurim. Dvarma asurim, rechilus and lashon hara and klalos and uh, all terrible things that, uh, that one can think of. Dvarma asurim, dvarma ha mitzvos. Then we have third category, which the Ramah calls divar rishus, meaning things that we have to talk about in life because, you know, we're human beings. Shopping, carpools, um, arrangements, you know, uh, chores, you know, different things. Uh, you know, when are you going tomorrow? What, what, different things, different issues. It's not mitzvah, it's not usher, it's just there. Right? You have to do it. But what really defines a person are the other two categories, which the Ramam calls merutza and meruchak. Right? What are the other two categories? It's not a mitzvah, it's not Torah, but it's, it's good. And it's worthwhile, and it's productive. Maybe one will put philosophy, one will talk about, uh, you know, any other, you know, um, science, anything, anything else that's positive, constructive, educational, you know, but it's, it's not a mitzvah, but it's, but it's fine, it's part of life. But then you have the other, it's parallel, it's pair, something that's not us or mamish, but it's definitely not so great. It's stuff, it's things, 
you know, what do you put in this category might be up for discussion. Uh, you know, what's called reshus and what's called a negative um, connotations, negative uh, element to it would be in this category. Meruchak, what we try to stay away from. <laughs> and uh, and the Rambam says every single third, every single word we say in our 120 years is recorded and put into one of those five categories, which is very inspiring, which is very uh, you know awesome if we think about it. But every single thing, and we have to remember everything we say. What is it going to be? Which category? Which is, what's overflowing? You know what's overflowing, and that's why we have to want to make sure that that is it. But again, we learned that from the first uh, the first pasuk and the first balaturim about uh, even kill us chacham afilo al tanai is going to be a bakuya, but in Moshe Rabbeinu's words, and of course, we all have to pattern ourselves after Moshe Rabbeinu and uh, recognize the power of our words. But again, misifracha, seifrachaf, that's the addition of the chida to the thought of the balhatur. Okay, moving right along. Related to this, once we're on the topic of dibur, uh, we could have a, another thought. We know Parshat Desave is all about, the first half of it is all about the Big Day Kahuna, as we know. The big day kahuna, the fine uh, vestments that the Kohen Gadol uh, wears, right? The four of the big day Kohen Hedyot, the eight of the big day Kohen Gadol. I didn't give it to you. I think we've discussed in past years the Gemara and Shabbos, the Flam and Aleph, where there was a potential convert. There was a guy that came to Hillel because he was walking by the shul and he heard the school children learning Parshas Tetzaveh. You know, in Halavai, we should, that's, that already is a Musr. You know, sometimes when we open up Parshas Tetzaveh, we find it somewhat not so exciting. And we think, well, I you know, where's, where's my Yisro? And where's my Beshalach? But there was this non-Jew that was walking by and he heard. And he was inspired by these unbelievable clothing. Choshen and the ephod and the meal. And he walks in and he says to Shammai, who wears those clothing? That sounds amazing. He says, the Kohen, the Kohen Gadol wears those clothing. He says, wow, I want to become the Kohen Gadol. Convert me to become the I'm going to ask to be the Kohen Gadol. And Shammai says, get out of here. I can't. I don't know what you're talking about. And he goes to Hillel. As we know, the Gemara tells us. And Hillel says, okay. Tomorrow, come for your first lesson. Let's start learning. And what happens? He comes, and he'll starts teaching him the pasuk Vazar Hakarev Yumas. And the Ger asks, "Who is this talking about?" And Hillel says, "Even David Amelach, even David Amelach. If he does the avodah in the base of Migdash, he's Chayiv Misa. Chayiv Misa. David Amelach is Yisrael. Right? There's no nothing. Uh, he's no better than than any other Yisrael." And the Ger says, "Really? Even David Amelach? So it must not be me." And he says that's the, one of the three stories there about uh, the Advasanus of Shalhilo. But he was inspired by these clothing. So we have the eight begadim of the Kohen Gadol, Choshen Ephod Me'il, Ketonis Tashbeis Mesevas Avnet, and the Mechnazayim, and the Sitz, as are mentioned uh, later. We discussed also in the past why they, the only six are mentioned at the beginning and not the Sitz and the Mechnazayim. The Arachayim HaKadosh talks about it. But let's focus for a moment on the Choshen. On the Choshen, right? The Torah tells us a little bit later how the Choshen is, is, uh, is placed. Shisha Mishmosa Malo Evan. Uh, well, I'm sorry, that's the, uh, wrong Pasuk. That's the uh, Pasuk relating to the Avanim uh, on the, on the shoulders. A little bit later, Pasuk Yuzayin. Umilesa Bo Miluas Evan. Arbaturim Oven. Four rows. Odem Pitata Barekes. That's the first row. Nofech Sapir Vihalom. Tershlishi. Leshem Shavovach Loma. The fourth. Tarshish Shoham Yashvei. Those are the four rows of three stones each on the Choshen. I did not give you the entire piece. Maybe I should have given you a little more, but feel free to look it up. Rabbi Bachai goes through each one of the stones and relates it to the Shvatim, to each Shevet that it is respectively connected to. We're going to focus on the last one, as we have done in the past, but let me just read to you one or two of the earlier ones, which again is not on your sheet. 
but um, it's in the Rabbeinu Bachai. Vida, before, the beginning of the piece, Rabbeinu Bachai writes as follows. Ki nimsa b'sifra It's written in the geology books. It's written in the science books. Ki kal ha'avanim ha'yikaros. Shehemi karios v'sharshios. Eidon elashtemesrei. Stones, valuable rocks and stones in the world and diamonds can be split up into ultimately 12 categories, 12 roots, 12 root stones, and all other stones come from those 12. And these are the 12, right here, written in the Torah. And they're avos to all the other avonim. And all others are branches of these. Right, interesting, avos and toldos. We know the first daf in Baba Kama tells us avos and toldos in three areas of halacha. Tumah, Shabbos, and Nezek. Three areas. Rishonim in various places. Add on a couple more. Rishonim add on a couple more. There's a Ritzvah and Kiddushin that writes twice. There are Avos Kinyanim. There's Ava Kinyan and Toldos of Kinyanim. Right here, Rabbeinu Bachai says there's Avos and Toldos and stones. So he says first, who's the first? Odem. Odem is Ruvain. What's Ruvain? Odem, of course, for the word Adom, red. When Ruvain was Misbayesh, after he was Chote with Bilha. That's where Odem comes from. Al Shem Shehadimu Panav Bachet Bilha, Kishabil Bel Yitzuwe Yaviv, Vahodavalabosh, and he admitted. And it talks about other things. Shimon is Pitada, Levi, Levi is Barakis, Barak. Barak is, is, uh, is lightning, and it shines, Levi shines. Levi shines for all of Amisrael. Who at Evan, he says that's the, uh, Tsohar that Noah put in the Teva. The house was filled with with uh, with light, <coughs> and even when it was older, and he goes through each of the stones, respectively, until you cut to the last one, the last one which many discuss, Binyamin. Binyamin was Yashpei. So now in source number two, Binyamin al Yashpei. There are many different colors in this stone. This Evan somehow is a blood clotter. It's a blood clotter. His heart changed to many colors. What happened? What does it mean he had many colors? He had many different thoughts throughout those years. According to Rabbeinu Bachai, he knew what happened to Yosef. It's fascinating. It doesn't say anywhere in the Torah whether Binyamin knew. And he didn't tell. Right? Did, did Binyamin know? He wasn't there with the brothers. He was home. When they came back, they told the story to the father. Tarof, Taraf, Yosef. They brought it back. Was Binyamin tricked? Right? Did Yaakov ever find out? All of these questions are are, uh, are open for, for discussion in Sefer Bracious. But according to Rabbeinu Bachai, Binyamin knew. And if Binyamin knew, so then the different colors in the Yashvei is to teach us that he went back and forth. Should I tell? Should I not tell? My father's in Avelos. But, you know, the other brothers didn't tell. And I'm the youngest. And we mentioned also in the past. No, we think Binyamin is like this uh, little little kid. We get the impression of reading the Pesukim that he's poor Binyamin, he's lit. He was thirty something. Yeah, was thirty something during this uh, during this time, and <coughs> obviously in the in the later years. But says the Rabbeinu Bachai, that's 
That's what's symbolized by the different colors. But he was able to hold back and clot his word, so to speak. Like this stone is used as a blood clotter. He was able to, to hold back. That's why this stone was given to him. And why is it Yashpe Shte Milos? Yashpe is from the word Yeshpe. He has a mouth. Yeshpe. Vizayore al Ma'alaso. Sha'afalpi. Sha'ayalope. He had a mouth. He had what to say. And he could have revealed it. like Vologila. He was quiet. He didn't say a word. And he gets back to what he said earlier in the piece that I didn't give you. But that's Yashpeh, Yeshpeh. Binyamin had what to say, and he didn't. Ask the Chidush Arim. If you look in source number three. Ask the Chidush Arim. If his whole point was that he asked what to say, and he didn't say anything, shouldn't it, the stone be Einpeh, not Yeshpeh? Right? Einpeh. He kept his mouth closed. Yeshpeh means he asked some mouth. Right? Yeshpeh. Right, it should be einpe. Yoser hayamatim likro einpe shesagar es piv. Right, why is it yeshpe? Ubir says the Avdotar as follows, <laughs> and through this thought, he's going to give us a fascinating suggestion as to what it means Torah shebal and the chachamim who are the baale misora of Balpe. A little deeper insight says the chidush harim. Ubir im yesh la adam chayfets shu shalol gamre. If a person has something that's his, asay yachol asos bokir tzonu, he can do whatever he wants with it. Mashenikin kshach chayfets enu shalol gamre ve'em yachol asos bokir tzonu ki umugbal b'shimusho. But if somebody has something that is not totally in his control, and sometimes it acts out without his control, then that's not called his. Because he's not the bailim on it. Right? If this, this item acts independently and it's not in my control, then it's not really mine. If somebody talks and says something inappropriate, as we were just talking about before, and says something that Hashem would not be appreciative of, and afterwards, and he feels bad about it, so is his mouth his? He's out of control. The mouth is not in his control. That he he doesn't have a, you know, the it's not his, right? It's it's acting somewhat independently. Ula misha sholi talpiv v'shomro. But if somebody guards their mouth and guards their tongue, lebal yedaber masheino raui, not to speak what's not meant to be spoken. Nikra shapesh shalov yesh he has, he's bilam on his mouth. He has bilus. Yesh pet. He has his mouth in his hands. He's controlling his mouth. And that was Binyamin. Binyamin was yesh pet. Sometimes we see people out there that we might say have somewhat large mouths, but really, maybe that means ain't pet. Because they don't have control over it. And it's not really harnessed by them in the way that it should be. If somebody's in control of the mouth, maybe the quietest people, they're yesh pet. Because they, they know what they say. They say it's only after they thought about it a lot. And in that way, uh, Binyamin is Yeshpeh. His mouth was in his control. Yeshpeh. And maybe, he just says in the last line, maybe that's even alluded to Torah Shabbat Peh. The Torah of the great rabbis who were in control of their peh. 
Torah Shoapeh. Remember, Dibur is what makes us unique and different, as the uncle says in, in Parshas uh, Brashas. But that's Torah Shoapeh. Kichach mi Torah hayubailim, hayubailim alpeh. Okay. Two more thoughts related to the parsha. It's going to go out of order for a moment, because just the way the, uh, the sheets worked out. Go turn the page for a moment to source number seven. Two, que- two answers to the same question. A question that many of them are farsham ask. And that is, the first half of the parsha, as we know, is a discussion of the Big Day Kahuna. Then we have the second half of the parsha from Pasperachavtes, which is the Seder Havoda to do at the beginning of the setting up of the Mishkan. And then all the way at the end of the parsha, we have the Yasizim Mizbech, Mikdar Katoris. Paraglamid, make the small Mizbech, the Mizbech Aktoris. Right? Three names to each Mizbech. Mizbech Aktoris, also called Mizbech Azav, also called Mizbech Apnimi. In contrast to the Mizbech Hanachoshes, Mizbech Haola, Mizbech Achitzo, right? The outer Mizbech. But here it is, the Mizbech Aktoris is mentioned at the end of the Tzavah. And all the Mepharshim are bothered, what's it doing here? All the Kalim were last week. Parshas Truma. Parshas Truma has the Arad and the Menorah and the Shulchan and the Krashim and the Urios. All the structure. And this parsha has the Begadim and the Avoda. As if the Torah, obviously, the Torah didn't forget, Dafke was left here after the whole section, you know, what exactly is it, is it doing here? So two ideas, one, one smaller thought and one somewhat, uh, larger thought. So first, says the Azayim La Torah, of Sarutskin, in source number seven. Vasim is Beach Big Torah, Rabim Shoalim. Lobalo no Marziv, we Zebim Komo. Why isn't this Sevak and Shruma? Why is it separate? Yeshlomar says, "Lazayim Torah." Sha'akelim o'elu lo hayelahem shniim lishtamesh b'hem im nitmu harishonim umikol shekain shelo hayelahem shniim mitcharimi moim bechatzer ohal moed. The shulchan. There was one shulchan. There was one menorah. There was one aron. Okay, later on, Shlomo HaMelech made more. Not for now, the Rishonim discuss it on Sefer Malachim, how Shlomo HaMelech made so many menorahs and so many uh, shulchanos. But in the Mishkan, there was one. There was one menorah, there was one shulchan. There wasn't a contest about, is this the, more, the, the special shulchan? Is this the menorah that wins? There was only one. There's nothing to talk about. Ah, there were two Mizbeachs. The only cleat that had two different in the Mishkan. Avo Mizbeach HaZohav Yesh Tugmaso BePesach HaOmoed. Hayinu Mizbeach HaOla. Right, you have the outer Mizbeach and the inner. Vilu Haya Mizbeach HaKtoris Amur Bimkamo. If the Mizbeach HaKtoris was sent back in Shruma, <coughs> says the Azayim LaTorah, Yachlam HaShulchan Menorah, Hayinu Omrim, we would have got a misrepresentation maybe of a message of these Kalim. Shu Iker HaMizbeach. Oh, there are two Mizbeachs. Oh, one of them is gold, though. One of them's copper. You know, one of them's inside the Heichal, and one's outside in the Azara. Which one is more special? Which one is Ikar? Which one do you really need? Which is the most, the most important? We would say the one that's gold. Much smaller, the one that's gold, the one that's inner. Ikar HaMizbeach, Vahinu Mizazlim HaMizbeach HaOlam. We would have been mizalzel in the mizbech ha'ola. Shari mizbech ha'ktores mitzupe zahav va'omed behechal u'maktir lav ktores. Right? We put the gold. The mizbech is covered in gold. Ma'ashein came mizbech ha'ola mitzupe nechoshes omed bepesach 
What do you put on there? Chelev and Dam. The Mizech Azov. Ktores. Most, most special, uh, avod, at least to fight over it. Lefichach, the Torah did not want to give a misimpression. Because the Mizbech HaOla is key. The Mizbech HaChitzon is the Mizbech that brings Kapara. It's what we yearn for. It's what we need. It's what our Avoda, our Tfilos, our Keneged Karbanos, which Karbanos? The Karbanos outside. Tamit Shachar, Tamit Shabayin Abayim, not the Ketores. Ketores was special. But, as we know, the, the Meshachachma says here, that even without the Mizbech HaKetores, you can be mocked to the Ketores right there. You can't be mocked here, you can't be mocked of Karbanos without the Mizbech, outside. Because after all, we finished all the kalim. These are mentioned afterwards. As we said, even if it's missing a rock. But if it's missing anything, the outer one is possible. So says the Azayim Torah, it's juxtaposed there as Dafka left there to be able that to give us the right impression. Right? You might have thought that this is more crucial. Maybe the message also being you can't tell a book by its cover. Right, just because something's gold, that something stands closer in, does not mean it's more special. Somebody's on the Mizrach wall, and somebody's on the outside looks very special. You know, we never know. We never know. As the Mishnah says in, in Perkeyavos. One idea. Then we have another second idea, now turning back a page, about the Mizbeach HaKtores. Baktores specifically, from the Orgadalia. Or Gedalia Shore. And after this, we'll move over to have a couple of thoughts about uh, <coughs> Inyani Purim. So he has the same question. Parshas Tetzavim, Misayemes, Be'inyan Asiyas, Mizbech HaKadoritz. Varheira Rishonim, Shabin Aroi Hoye, Shabar Shazut, Yeh Biyachad, Imatzibu, Yishol Asiyas, Sharkle HaMishkan. Why is this not in Shruma with the other Kalim? Valama, Harshak Varnishnu, then he quotes the Meshachachma that I just mentioned. Right, the Gemara says that even without the Mizbech HaKadoritz, it is still kosher to be mocked to the Torah there. So it's not ma'akev. That's why it's mentioned only later. Not ma'akev. Binyam is be'ach ha'kadoris. Binyam is ma'akev. Ikar ha'kadoris. Ha'kadoris ha'kadoris. The kolasi yasei inu ala mitzvah v'lo li'ikuva. And that's why it's not mentioned with the other kalim because the other kalim are ma'akev. We can't like light light without the menorah. We can't put breads without the shulchan. Those are those are more uh, definitional to the building itself. So says Rav, uh, Rav Gadai Yashor, a couple of steps. A couple of steps. Well, first of all, he just asked the question. He says, look for a moment. Look for a moment at the Psukim before the Mizbech HaKtoros. Right, right towards the end. Right before Shavi'i. If you look in the Torah, it says, talks all about the, uh, finishing up the Avoda of the, of the, uh, I will reside amongst Bnei Yisrael, and I will be a bird God. We finished. There is Hashras Hashchina. If we do this, if we build the Mishkan with these Kalim and with these Begadim and do this Avoda, Hashras Hashchina. And after that, 
Not only is it put at the end of Tetzaveh, but it's clear from the Torah that you don't need it for Ashras Ashkin and the Mishkan. It's not part of that goal. It seems to be a separate goal. Because it already said there's going to be Ashras Ashkin if we do everything, and then we have the Tzivui of building this Mizmeach. It's already done. Because even before the Torahs, only after the Parshas HaKatoras do we have, um, do we have something else. Only after that do we have Parshas HaKatoras. It must be a separate idea by the Mizbeach Azov and Akhtaras HaKatoras. And he even says the Ramban alludes to it. The Ramban, top left, Harabah Merames. The Ramban tells us the Torah has something secret. And he quotes the Gemara, Shabbos Peites. The end of the famous Gemara where Moshe Rabbeinu argues with the Malachim. Remember, and the Malachim didn't want him to get the Torah, and Hashem says, you answer, and Moshe goes through all the Aserahs of Dibras. They're not Shaykh to you. Lo Tirzach, lo Tinaf. Right, you didn't go out of Mitzrayim, you don't, you don't swear falsely, <laughs> you don't have parents. And at the end of the Gemara, the Malachim are Modeh. To... Moshe Rabbeinu, and they give him a present. They give him a secret. The Gemara says in Shabbos Peites. And that's what the Ramban quotes here. The Malach HaMavetz gave him a secret, and that was Ktores. We see in the Torah, Ktores stops plague. Ktores stops Magefa. That's what the Torah says. He loved Amalei, me have the other. Had Moshe know that? Had Moshe know to do that? He ran through the Machanet, and the plague stopped with the Torah. The Rabban alludes to that here, somehow saying that's the goal of the, of the Mizbeach. So what's going on here? What's the, what's the message? So he says, he starts quoting from Reb Sadok. He quotes line 17. Reb Sadok HaKohen, Mevar Davrzeh. When man was created, a different element, I should say, every element in the world contributed to the, to the creation of man. Why? Because man was going to have dominion over everything. Over the grounds, over animals, over plants, over trees. Man was going to have dominion. So every little part of the Bria took part in the Briyasa Adam. Right? Nase Adam. Not like Rashi, just Anava. The Ramban says, Nase, Ruchni is Gashmi is everything in the world, was part of Briyasa Adam. And that's why man is Vechiv Shuha. Right? That's why we have Sivu, you have going and conquering and making the world a better place. And, and using all materials in the, in, in the world to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But that comes from the fact that when Adam was created, he was created with every part of the Bria. Because he has a chalak of it, he can be Moshel on it. Uh, but, that's step one. Step two, there's one area that did not contribute to the creation of Adam or Ishon, and that's why Adam and we do not have control over it. And that's death. And that's Malacham Aves. Right? That man does not have control. That is the ultimate mystery. Salvation writes about this often, 
in his Sefer, The Reflections of the Rub, in the second volume, he writes about it. But man is not in control. If we would have had a bit of the Malach something, then we would be able to control death also. Adam Arishon, most Thomas. Right? Maybe he would, maybe he would have, if he would have eaten from the Eitzachayim. But it didn't happen, and therefore, um, he, we do not have control over that area of life, which is obviously not life. But continues the Argadaya, line 30, In the future, there will come a time, when we will even be in control of that. There won't be any more death to the world. What stage? We don't know. Machlokas, Rambam, Rabban, Vilnagon, Olam Haba, Yimosa Mashiach, Tiesamesim, whatever the order is. There's gonna come a time when there's not gonna be any more Misa. Yizbata Lara Lagamre, Kiyabra Kodesh Barakul, Lagamre, Ruachatuma Minaretz. Aval Ados Osmanisha, Tarovis Ravatov. There will come a time, but we're not there yet. And Maimed Arsinai though, we reach levels. What happened at Maimed Arsinai? We heard HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we died, we came back to life. Right? We died, we came back to life. Twice. In us, we had power over it with HaKadosh Baruch Hu's help, obviously. But we reached the levels. At that moment, turning over, we were had chiris from the Malach so to speak. But... We don't have that, obviously, forever. But Moshe received a secret from the Malach HaMavis himself. And that was something that does control. That does control over. It has dominion over death, and that's the Ketores. And that's what saves plagues in the Torah. What's the Ketores? What's the message of the Ketores? So Ketores is from Lashon Kesher in Aramaic, the, te- the tough. How do you say not in Aramaic? Kutra. Taurus, you tie together, you connect. That's the secret. Connect to what? To connect to the source of life. If we're connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then we can take everything in life and build ourselves eternal life. If we're connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then there's no death. Some of them are wrong used to be in danger. They said, Enon Movado. They had such hakara that they were connected. And therefore, Misa Tivis, let's call it, natural death wouldn't, wouldn't overtake them. Right? And when Rabbi Akiva says, Hashem Echad, and his, uh, his Nisham, his Yotzei, his Be'echad, many of the Sfarim say, it wasn't a Misa Tivis. He, he just connected with HaKadosh Baruch Hu at that moment. He did such powerful tshuva in the Gemara Masech of Zara. They connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. At that time. And when we're connected with that deep connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then we take everything in life and we're able to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu with it. And that's why he says, even as, as many discuss, the Torah has 11 simanim, not just 10, which is always the unit. It's the 11th using the Chalbana, using even something that's raw on the surface. But we take it and if we're connected with HaKadosh Baruch Hu through that way, so then we could have eternal life. That's says the Argadaya is what the additional Mizbech HaKtores is about. It's not just about Ashraz HaShchina down here, but it's allowing us to somehow be connected to him in a way that all of the parts of our life will be serving him. That's what he means by Ketores, Kashur, be connected to Hashem on all levels, obviously a very high 
and uh, you know lofty goal for us. But we could do that again. We could also connect to, to connect to fellow Jews, right? So that's the chelbana, putting all the Jews together, and connecting God's work through that through that way. But that's that's his um, that's his idea about the mizbeach Torah is being afterwards. Okay, let's move along to Purim as we started off. Let's come some some messages of of Adar. And we'll start with the Gemara in Megillah. Or Megillah, it's quoted here in source number eight in the Apirion, which is the uh, author of the Kizil Shulchan Aruch, his commentary on Chumash. So Gemara tells us, he quotes it on the top left now, the same page, source number eight. Remember the story, Haman is, is telling the king, what should he do? What should the king do to, uh, to honor someone who he, who he uh, loves and he wants to, uh, to show great, uh, great covet? And Haman goes through the whole thing and Achshver says, okay, do that to Mordechai. So he goes to Mordechai, and Azal Ashkei Remember, he finds him, and Mordechai sees him from the outside, and uh, Mordechai sends away all of his Talmudim. He says he's probably going to come kill me, and he starts davening, and he davens and davens and davens for a very long time, and he wakes, makes Haman wait until finally he finishes. And then Haman says, "You know, uh, what are you doing? What were you just doing with your students?" Mordechai was learning Hilchas Kemitza. Hilchas Kemitza, right? Laws of the flour, F-L-O-U-R, flour carbon. And how to do, how does the Kohen do a Kemitza? Sticking his hand in, rubbing off with the thumb and the pinky. But once he saw Haman coming, that's what he says. He sent everybody out. So please run out. And we know the story. And uh, Haman comes in and says, what were you doing? In the days when there was a Beis HaMikdash, In the days of the Beis HaMikdash, we could bring a carbon Mincha. But well, you know as well as I know that we haven't had a Beis HaMikdash in 60 plus years. So, you know, we have to we have to do this. We have to suffice it with something else. And all of a sudden, what's Haman's answer? Very strange. In the Gemara. Right, right after he, he, Haman's been going strong, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he, again, he feels the downfall a little bit, right, by having to go and dress Mordechai, but he sees Hilchas Kemitza, and he says, I'm done. This is it. Your comets of flour, it's going to knock out 10,000 silver pieces of mine. So what did Haman realize? What's the symbol of the carbon mincha that made him rethink things and realize that, you know, it's, it's all over? So he says, if you look in Rashi, there in Megillah, Rashi says, oh, I was learning Hilchas Kimitsa. It was the second day of Pesach. Right, we know it was Pesach time. Right, they fasted for three days there. Maybe they didn't have the Seder that year. Right, they fasted for three days and it was the second day, so they couldn't bring the carbon to Omer, so he was learning about the carbon to Omer. What's the problem with that pshat, though? Because Mordechai says, we're talking about man whoever wants to bring a, a, a minchas nedava. Omer is a chiv. Omer is a chiv. The carbon mincha is a chiv. Right? So, I, I don't understand, asked the Aperion. Omer And number two, the Omer, as we know, is brought from barley. Right? The, on the, on Shuas, the Shealechem is brought from, from, from wheat. But Solas is fine wheat, flour from wheat. So what exactly is going on here? So he, Valule Deve Rashi, he says, I'll give a different shot on the Gemara than Rashi. It's not why he was doing Kemitsa, nothing to do with the Karbana Omer. Yer Lafi has nice diet. 
The Gemara tells us in Masechah's brachas on Daf Nun Hey. Bishman se base migdash kaim is beach machaper. As we know, when we have a base of migdash, the mizbech can be machaper. Mizbech and she'en base of migdash kaim shulchan ashad machaper. When we don't have a base of migdash, what's machaper? Chesed. What's machaper? Our, our dining room table. A dining room table is machaper. Hainu mashem achilum aniyim, the poor, the needy. Our table, the Gemara says, if somebody's marach b'shulchano, it's a, it's a good bracha because you have a lot of, uh, somebody poor might, uh, might show up. Rabbeinu Bachai, same Rabbeinu Bachai, I think on last week's parsha, Truma, he quotes his unbelievable old minog in France, we've mentioned this in past years, that they used to want to be buried, they made their coffins out of their dining room tables. Because they wanted the schus of their dining room tables to come with them, la'asalava. That's a quote, a minog, an ancient minog. But says the Apirio. So what's, what does chus? What's the, what brings kapara post base hamigdash? Staka and chesed. Stuck is mechaper. Stuck is mechaper. Ulafizem is tavra. Skipping a few lines. Kiyazbi mei haman shayisol b'tzara. So at the time of the Purim story, when they saw b'tzaras, below hayalam b'base hamigdash, we didn't have a base hamigdash. What must they have done? B'tzaras. They didn't have a cart. They didn't have a. A base hamigdash. They must have done staka and staka and chesed. Asu mashayi biyacholim. Right, just and and what's he says? And how do you know that staka helped them? Because after they they won, what what what's what do we have? We have mishloach manos matanos levionim, right? So obviously that helped in the salvation, and that's part of why it was misukan afterwards. The yeshlomar, but suggest the apirion maybe Haman didn't know that. Haman thought that they're giving staka would bring negative. Hashem wouldn't be happy. Why? Because maybe he felt like Tunis Rufus Arasha. Quotes the Gemara about Basra Dafyud. And the Gemara Tunis Rufus Arasha asked Rabbi Akiva, if your God loves the poor, so why does he make them poor? And he says, and what? You're gonna, and what did Rabbi Akiva answer? So we could give them. But as Tunis Rufus, but I understand, if God makes them poor, you're undermining what he's doing. Wouldn't he be upset at you? That was Haman's attitude. And he thought, before he comes, he says, they're doing staka, but God's not going to be happy with that. Adaraba, chas v'shalom lachov, kamosha omar, tunis rufus. As tunis rufus said, turning the page, Baba Basra, he quotes that Gemara, Baba Basra dafyud. V'ulam, but really as we know, it's just the opposite. Because the Kaddish Baruch Hu is very happy when we save them, <coughs> like the Gemara there continued. But how do you know that the Kaddish Baruch Hu is happy even with very little and stucca and poor? Nefesh kisechta, as Rashi quotes at the beginning of Ayikra. Nefesh kisakrev karbe mincha lashem. Pirish Rashi, line 12. Where does it say nefesh by a carbon mincha? Because who brings a mincha? An ani. Darko mi darko lezadi mincha ani. Amar Kodesh Baruch Hu. Ma'al ani alav ki'ilu ikrib nafsho. I consider it as if he gave his nefesh. An ani is chaviv to a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Right? What do they say? God hates the ani. That's why you shouldn't give him money. No, what does carbon mincha prove to us? That Hashem loves the aniim. And therefore, if you give him money, he'll be very happy about that. Haman comes to Mordechai. You don't have karbanos. And he thinks that, you know, you have no schus for yourself. You're giving money to the poor, but God hates the poor. That's why he made them poor. What is he, Mordechai starts teaching him about carbon mincha. Nefesh kisechta. Kodesh Baruch Hu loves the aniyim. That means your tztok is something that he would want. Uh-oh, I'm doomed. That was Haman's realization, says the Apirion, the Harifus, that he has. 
relating to this. And that's what Haman says, line 20, Your kemach, your mincha teaches me. And that's what he says. He talks about also by Mishloach Manos and Ishtoveyo Matanos Levyonim. He says, even you put Mishloach Manos and Ishtoveyo first before Matanos Levyonim because they wanted um, there to be staka maybe in a way that it wasn't embarrassing, the highest level of staka. That's why I try to give it as a Manos. Okay, but either way, that's the message of the Aperia. One. A second idea relating to Inyani Purim, that's quoted here in the Elad Varim from Rav Ora v'simcha. We know the Pasuk tells us in the Megillah, and the Gemara Darshins, um, a different symbolic religious idea on each one, till and mila, simcha. But the Gemara Darshins, as we know, the famous Pasuk, ar zarua latzadik uli yishrelev simcha. So ar is to a tzadik, simcha is to a yashar. So, double question. What's a tzaddik? What's a yashar? What's or? What's simcha? Ask the Elah Right? The tzaddik gets or. The yashar gets simcha. So what is that? As we quote this Pasuk all the time. And we say it by Abdallah. Maybe what are we trying to remember at the beginning of our week on Moti Shabbos? And he says you find different sources, which we're not going to go through all of them, which is a which is a higher level, a yashar or a tzaddik? What's the um, right, we know there's even different nuschaos in Shabbos morning davening in Shochenad. There's different. It seems like it goes up, but you know, look in the um, he quotes from Nishmas, right? So if that's going up, then it's yashar, then tzaddik, then chasid. Then Kadosh, but that's not according to all versions. Nusach Ashkenaz, Nusach Sfarad, different um, different versions. So which is it? She so says they're different, as we would have thought, and some in some ways are better than the others. Vinirli Yashiv is Pirish Rashi, Tzadikim. He says straight, straightforward. Tzadikim are mitzdainim often miyuchan mitzvos bein adam lamaka. A tzaddik, a righteous person, is that's someone who is mitzdayin. A yashar, The Nitziv talks about this at length in a well-known piece in his Agdama to Sefer Bracious. Bracious is called Sefer Hayashar. Sefer Hayashar. Why is it Sefer Hayashar? Because the Abbas were Yisharim. Yisharim with people. Jews and non-Jews. And Avram is Avram's for stone. And he connects to the whole world. Chashtu as Mishiro, he says, there were those that were not Yashar, that thought if people served Hashem in ways that were not like their Das, their Tztuk, Yapikoros, and they would come to terrible things. But Avram Avinu was a Yashar, because he connected with each other. A Yashar, the focus is Ben Adam HaChavero. While turning the page, a Tzaddik, well, let's just read the words. This is quoting from the Nesiv, first and the second line. Obviously, they were Sadiqim, they were also Yesharim. That's a Yashar. Who's a Tzadik? What's just one out of many Rayas? 
Okay, the Gemara in Kedushin Memtes. Somebody marries a woman, Almanas Sha'anit Sadik. And even the Gemara says, even if it was a Russia called Yamav, he's the worst guy in the world, Mikudeshis. Shemahir her tshuva belibo. Maybe he had a, an epiphany, a moment of tshuva. What do you mean a moment of tshuva? That's tshuva, that's for, for sure not tshuva gemura, but if it's about mitzvahs, averos ben adam achavero, you have to apologize. You can't just think I'm going to do tshuva. And if I did something wrong to my friend, I have to apologize. So says the Rav Shlesiger, maybe he's talking, no, tzaddik means ben adam lamakom. So connecting with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you know, that's enough to be a tzaddik. A yoshar obviously needs uh, different, and that's mitzvahs ben adam lachavero. So suggests Rav Shlesiger, maybe that's also the difference between or and simcha. Again, tzaddik ben adam lamakom, yashar ben adam lachavero. Or goes to a tzaddik, simcha goes to a yashar. What's the difference? Or is always spiritual light. Spiritual fulfillment. Or, in or el Torah. Simcha often is connected with physical enjoyment. Simchas yantif. Simchas hanefesh. Simcha, in simcha al-babasar, in simcha al-bayayin. The samachta b'chalatov. When one is a tzaddik and focused on benadam ha-makom, then often that connects with ora. Because it's more of a spiritual realm. When one is connecting with others, and makarib others through yashras, then often it goes with simcha. It goes with physical fulfillment in this world. Line 31. Heavenly items. So then he'll be beaker cholim so there'll be physical fulfillment as well. So there's a yashar and there's a tzaddik, and obviously we have to try to be both. Right, the Jews had both at that time. And that's maybe what we wish for at the beginning of every week by Havdalah. We call psukim for simen tov, and we daven for yashrus, we daven for tzidkus. That's really up to us. If we're zocha, then we'll be zocha to ora and zocha to simcha. And finally, the last thought I gave you from a, a friend in his power of Avard on the Parsha, he has a thought on Tetzavah relating to Purim. Again, a thought that is said by many with many different sources, but maybe that's the message of Purim. He doesn't quote it, but I'll just remind, uh, remind the Kehillah of the, uh, the Medrash that the Vilna Gon quotes at the beginning of Megillus Esther. Right? What is the first Pasuk? And where is he? He's sitting in Shushan. He's sitting in Shushan. Says the Medrash. Why was he in Shushan Abira? Because Achashverosh wanted to build a throne like Shlomo HaMelech. He wanted a super unbelievable throne with the lions. With the So the, the artisans, the best craftsmen in all 127 Medinos, were in Shushan. So he commissioned them to build him this humongous throne, huge, unbelievable, gorgeous. And after it was finished, he was going to bring it back to the capital city, which was not Shushan. <coughs> the problem was, after he built it, he's like, what am I going to do? It was not transportable. So what did he do? What did he do? He moved his capital to Shushan. That's where the throne was. So that's what the Pasuk says. <coughs> it happened to be in Shushan Abira. 
That's where his throne was. So isn't that fascinating, says the Grah. Just so happened that his throne was built in Shushan and he moved his capital there, the city where Mordechai and Esther were and lived. Because throughout the events of Purim, more than any other story in all of Tanakh, and the emphasis of the Purim story is the hidden hand of God in the world. The hidden hand of God in, uh, in everything. And my friend again goes through, we're not going to read it now, but feel free to read it, <laughs> goes through the story of Ashti relating to the story of Nebuchadnezzar. He took a couple of steps, and the Gemara says that Gabriel stopped him from taking more steps, and in that way Nebuchadnezzar's Malchus, right, ended with Vashti. <laughs> there was no more. Uh, but Akarish Baruch Hu, even generations down the line, you know, he, he, um, is involved and we don't know, we see the answers. And he tells part of a story, again, the story I've heard in many different, st- uh, forms, a story about Truman and what made Truman do what he did in 1948. <laughs> Inexplicable. Supporting, telling the UN to vote. For the state of Israel, he says, it's, it's just unexplicable. All the Arabs and all the other, his other advisors and everybody. Different stories about different uh, you know, uh, friends from when he was young and people who spoke to him. But so much many years before <coughs> that that Shoah Kodesh Baruch Hu's imprint. And Kodesh Baruch Hu is running the world and in that way running history. And that's what Rabbi Francis says at the end. Throughout Jewish history, Hashem orchestrates events on behalf of the Jewish people, whether it's sending the angel Gabriel to hold Nebuchadnezzar in Mitzrayim, finishing the job by Vashti, having the President of the United States <coughs> have this idiosyncratic desire to emulate King Koresh of all people. Hashem is constantly pulling the strings to spin the ultimate tale called history. And that's the message of Purim, to recognize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is really pulling the strings. Everybody should have a Purim Sameach, and Bez Hashem, we will, uh, the plan is to have this year on Motsoi Shushan Purim next week, Parshas Kisisa.